God bless all of you for being here. And not only these in here and those looking by the web, but, you know, uh, all of our folks in the parking lot this morning, uh, one of the gentlemen out there, I, was, I went back out to my truck and he said, hey, I'm one of your parking lot partners. So I guess that's a good name for the folks out there, parking lot partners. So instead of saying amen out there, you guys can just honk your horns, all right? And maybe we can, uh, we can hear that in here as an amen. Today, today is an exciting day because, you know, today's element of success is, is an element that if you can understand it, it can keep you from accepting less than best. It can keep you from stopping short of the goal. We're going to take this element perhaps in a little different direction than, uh, you know, it, it's going to mean what you think it means at face value, but also it's going to mean a whole lot more in the bigger picture of things. So, so be ready for this new element today, this element of success. Again, we've taken the life of Joseph and we divided his life into 30 steps. From the time that God first visited him, that we understand in, 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 uh, in Genesis 37, he's about 17 years old, all the way until he is at his most successful day. You know, and there's a lot of Joseph's life between the time that he was, uh, uh, you know, leader and ruler and, and, and the children of Israel went down to live in Egypt. There's a lot of time that we're not going to cover. You know, then I would encourage you. In fact, that's actually one of the things I'm going to do on the last day is, is pray for everyone and pray for their success. And then also I'm going to encourage them to begin each morning, to continue each morning. I'm getting a little ahead of myself. But um, uh, this coming uh, on, on, on day number 30, I'm going to leave us with a hope, me with a hope, that you will continue the story and taking little bites of it each day and adding the elements that God speaks to you in a personal trek of success. Because the most I can do is describe to you how Joseph was successful. But much more than a description of how someone else achieves the purpose and the will of God for their life, you deserve a prescription. Not just a description of what happened to someone else, but a prescription from God as to how it can happen in your life. So there are things that God wants to add to your life that perhaps I know nothing about. And maybe they're a little bit different with you than they will be with someone else. And so I'm going to encourage you to do that on that last day. Just be thinking about it, if you would. You know, so far we have covered a number of, of points to success. In, in fact, it's hard to imagine that we're already up here to day number 27. We talked about dream, meditation. We talked about the power of a declaration. Declare a thing and it shall be established unto you, the Bible says. We talked about the importance of relationships, how God uses relationships to promote us. And if God is working at doing, doing his best and his part to bring you to a successful place, to his purpose, it may involve you making a relationship, even relationships with people that may not be like you, relationships with people that may even be over you, maybe with an employer or maybe someone with, who, is, who is under you uh, as an employee or maybe you're a supervisor and they're a worker. You know, making relationships, you can follow that God God-inspired moment when God touches your heart and for, for, for no other reason other than you just feel that little inspiration to make that relationship or to, to cultivate that relationship because relationships are often what God uses to promote us in our day of promotion. We also talked about presentation, how important it is to make a good impression on people, to present yourself in such a manner, in such a way that you are actually promotable, that God can... can, can, can uh, uh, he doesn't find it hard to cause others to think good about you and think good about your potential. We talked about participation as well. You know, it is necessary that 
when things happen to us that we didn't expect and maybe we don't deserve, it is nonetheless necessary that we not uh, get in the habit of isolating ourselves or withdrawing or setting back, but that we engage, we get in the game, that we participate. Even though if, if, you're, if, if you're on the football field of life and you get tackled, that you get back up and participate. You know, you don't mind even running that same play again, that we possess a real high tolerance for experimentation and, 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 and the ability to make ourselves try it again. Participation. To participate, even when it's not our game, to be found participating. That's one of the things I really love about, about uh, uh, um, um, a group of people that we've surrounded ourselves with in this church is that even when many people bring strong idea, ideas to the table of counsel, whenever a decision is made by a legitimate leader, you see everyone else getting up and shouldering it just like it was their decision. It's participation, and that makes them a valuable resource in the hands of God, and it will you as well. We talked about the, the element of, of, of having character. What you get by charisma, you need character to keep. We talked about humility, endurance, kindness, candidness, influence, faithfulness, flexibility. We talked also about perspective and confidence, meekness, about the uh, necessity to root, routinize, the routinization of our life, to make ourselves normal, to fit in some normal categories of life. We talked about being articulate, the importance of planning the work, and then the next day, working the plan, making sure we stay on schedule and keep doing, keep following the roadmap. We talked about being attentive, restrained. We talked about also how struggle is a necessary um, moment in our life. Many times it is necessary to resolve the conflict and to manage struggle sometimes brings us to our best. You know, it's like, um, um, you know, it's, it's like birth bringing birth to, to a new child. Struggle is, is, is one, of the, one of the elements of birth. And then we talked about fear, the fear of God. Yesterday, our element was strategic. Strategic. Do you remember what we talked about being strategic? Strategic. For example, well, we talked about how close someone who is strategic and who thinks ahead and who plans ahead for different contingencies so that they can, uh, you know, have the advantage. We talked about how close that was to manipulation. It is only one element away from uh, uh, manipulation, and that is the motivation, the intent. You know, what motivates you to do this? Is this a God thing that's motivating you to be prepared for the future and for the contingencies, or are you just doing this for a dollar? You remember yesterday we, we talked, and I don't think we got this on camera, so I want to just go over just, just a moment because we shared this afterwards. In fact, some of, the, some of the more meaningful moments have been, you know, just right before and just right afterwards for those of you that have, that, that have come and gotten to, uh, to hear those little extra tidbits at the end because there's no way we can get it in in these 20 minutes. But yesterday... We talked about how someone could call you on the phone, a salesman, you know, before the no-call list, could call you on the phone and attempt to sell you something. They have been preparing themselves for that 10-minute encounter, for that 2-minute encounter, 3-minute encounter. They have been preparing themselves perhaps for years they have got a book in front of them of all the potential answers that you could supply and what they say if you say this and what they, you know, we want to make sure that we go into a, uh, go, go into a, uh, um, 
a conversation with someone, at least on level playing field. And you're not on level playing field whenever someone else has prepared and been to school and has counseled and has, and has already lived through every uh, contingency that you could offer. And they have planned how they can trap you anyway. They have planned how they can overcome every one of your answers. They've already planned that. You see, they've been very strategic, but it's, it's, it's just for a dollar. It's more manipulative. And, it, and, and, and it's to get you into a place where you are at great disadvantage and they have all the advantage. They have planned an encounter. It's like us witnessing to people. We have a witnessing program. Our witnessing program, we have been planning for years. To make that two or three minute encounter with that person that does not know Christ. And we have developed a plan that almost no matter what they say, we have a plan to answer that and go ahead in our pursuit. We have the advantage and that's why we're so successful in leading people to Christ. Make sure, make sure that you add this element of strategy to your life. But also make sure when you go into a situation that you do not allow yourself to be manipulated, out strategized by someone who's been preparing to meet you for years and they know they have 10 minutes in order to sell you this whatever. Make sure that you're not manipulated. If you find yourself being manipulated and someone else a whole lot more prepared than you are, just excuse yourself, okay? Move away from that, go home, get prepared and come back if necessary, but just don't be manipulated. Today, the element we're adding to our life today is the element of patience, Patience. You see, some people quit just a little too early. Some people accept less than what God told them they could have because it is enough for them. And they get real close to it and they get anxious about it and they think, oh my goodness, you know, God has fulfilled my dream. No, 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 wait, 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 wait. Until what God says was going to happen happens, then it's not fulfilled. And don't quit too early. Have patience. Be willing to go just a little bit farther if necessary. Be willing to wait just a little bit longer if necessary. Don't be so excited, so anxious, so impatient that you end up stopping the will of God or preempting the the amount of success that God wants you to have. Patient. Just like Joseph waited on the Lord to deliver him, Joseph, in this moment of his life that we're going to read about, is waiting on his dream to be ultimately fulfilled to be completely fulfilled. You see, in Genesis, the 42nd chapter, when his brothers had come before him, he could have said, my goodness, you know, I dreamed my brothers would bow. Here they are bowing. Now let's fulfill that dream, but it wasn't yet. You see, only 10 of the 11 brothers had bowed so far. And so Joseph is not revealing himself. He's not revealing what's going on. Why? Because he realizes, hey, brother, you know, I dreamed about 11 brothers bowing down to me. And only 10 of them have. So I have got to find a way. I've got to strategize. I have got to wait on God. I've got to hear from God and not just consider this thing fulfilled. I've got to have some patience. And I have got to work with God because brother number 11, little Ben's got to come back. And somehow little Ben's got to bow with the rest of them. So far, Reuben and Simeon and Levi. Judah and Issachar, Zebulun, Gad, Asher, Dan, Naphtali had bowed, but Benjamin had not yet bowed. Even though perhaps Benjamin was the most willing, yet the dream had not been fulfilled. The dream had not been recognized. It was so close, it could have been mistaken as the will of God. But God is the one that will tell you when his will is has been accomplished. 
In Genesis, the 42nd chapter, in verse 20, this is what Joseph says. And bring your youngest brother to me, so your words will be verified, and you shall not die. Bring your youngest brother to me. you got to bring the other boy, because it's not yet fulfilled. Not yet Patience. That's that patience factor. You know, I mean, my goodness, just think, if, if God spoke to you and said, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, or, or you're going to get this, or you're going to get that, if God spoke to you and said this to you out of, out, out, out of some of my imagination, and God said to you, I'm going to bring you $11.37 in the morning, and it'll be here in an envelope, you wait on it. Well, then if you get there in the next morning and there's $11.36 there and not 37, there's $11.23 there and not 37, then let me tell you something. You need to remember, he said, wait on it, okay? You just sit right there. I promise you that if God spoke that, God will bring it to pass. He knows how to count. He knows the difference between 10 and 11. He knows the difference, okay? And we need to understand that God did not make a mistake, God didn't say, well, all 11 of them, and then all the 10, well, 10's good enough for me. And that's what many people do. Well, it's close enough. I've waited long enough. I've been in prison. I've been in the pit. I've had, I've had problems, blah, 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 blah. Well, listen, if God spoke to you, then there's no reason settling for something different. Do you know how many times people will come to me as a pastor and, and say, God told me to do this and go there. And all of a sudden, a little bit later on, without any recognition that it wasn't God, they just, they just accept something that's different than what they believe God spoke to them. And I believe many times through the years I've had occasion to look back on those moments and realize that they missed God. Realize along with them that they could have had everything God said if they'd have just been patient. Patience. Be patient. God has a plan for your life. And less than God's plan is not God's plan. Less than God's will is not God's will. Less than a fulfillment of God's word is not God's word. Neither add to nor take away. And the truth is, is that what we do while we wait on God can determine just how long we wait. What we do while we wait can determine how long we wait. You see, we've got to keep working the plan of God and not substitute our plan because we're impatient or because it's, we're tired or weary. You know, you think it's bad now. Believe me, you can make it worse be patient. Joseph did not want God to have to guide him back into the pit, back into the prison, or back into Potiphar's house from his position just so he could get this thing all started again. You know, wait on God. Wait on him. In fact, in Luke, the 21st chapter, and in verse 19, the Bible says, In your patience possess ye your souls. You know, that's, that's where you, you are in control. You possess your mind, your will, your emotions. You are still in control when you are patient. Patience. Be patient. Wait, I say. Wait upon the Lord. Able to keep from jumping the gun because of weariness, tiredness, or simply because you think that there's something that this is enough. Let's make our overcomer's confession this morning. Are you ready? Let's make this confession. Let's make it strong and let's, uh, let's let it sink down in our hearts. We've only got another three days after this, and I'm wanting this to be a part of your life. If not this confession, then another confession, which, which means something to you. Let's make it together. Through Jesus, my Lord, I am more than a conqueror. 
I have the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of God. My spiritual eyes are being opened so that I can understand my calling, the wealth of my inheritance, and the kingdom power available to me. I am the temple of the Holy Spirit. No unclean or impure thought can captivate my mind. No sickness or disease has a right to my body. No unholy spirits can seduce or deceive me. The Word of God is my meditation and my answer. I commit myself to God. He causes my thoughts to become agreeable with His thoughts. Because of this, everything I put my hand to will prosper. God has a plan for my life. He will succeed, and I am going to participate. What can you do about your day? You know, each day as we come to this point and I give you some little encouragement about what to do about your day. I trust that you're not just doing it that day and quit doing it the rest of the days. What can you do about your day means this. What can you do to put this element into practice in your life? On the very first day when we did the element of dreaming, of letting God inspire your imagination, I encouraged you to go out and begin to tell other people about, you know, a a, Uh, actually it was day number three on declaration, begin to tell other people about what God was going to do in your life or what God had spoken to you or what your hope was. That if you had a bad, you know, relationship, a bad marriage, for example, or if, or if, if your job was, 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 was difficult and maybe, maybe your business wasn't making it too well and you dreamed that it could be better. You know, you felt as though that things were, were, you know, God wanted this to change. And then you meditated on it and you, and you understood that, that this was really the will of God, that this was something that, that wasn't just your, 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 your own imagination, your own uh, uh, carnal appetites, but this was something that, that was really God. It was in agreement with his word. We find it out through meditation. We weed out what's us and what's him. And then you come to the point of declaration. I encouraged you on that third day to declare your dream, to declare what God was going to do. I trust that that's not the only day. Many of you told me that, hey, I did. I I told somebody what God was going to do. I trust that that wasn't the only day that you did that. When we get to this, what can I do about my day? I want to encourage you that you can do any of these things to add and to strengthen these elements in your life. Let somebody know again today what God's going to do. Keep that declaration going. Hold fast your profession of faith as well as continue to be strategic, continue to have character, continue to be humble. And this, this day... What can we do about being patient? Well, you know, it's not always best to share what God's speaking to you. But if you could identify someone who wants to listen to you and tell them what God's speaking to you, it will help you remember and rehearse all that God said so that you're not blindsided in a day to come to allow tiredness, weariness, or impatience cause you to accept less than God's best. Be patient. God bless you.